to Core Community Covenant Church with Pastors Max and Trish. Join us as we learn more about the Word of God. So it's kind of going to be, I think it's going to be an interesting thing because we get to a place of the talk about sharing, about sharing the treasure. So, just to start off right away, we're not going to argue about the 10%. We're not going to argue about 20%. We're not going to talk or about Erva extra, extra 5 plus the love offering, plus the love, of, love offering for uh, the sick and the... We, we just need to get to a place of what our treasure is, where our treasure is, and everything else. And, and the biggest thing for, for me as we're preparing, um, Trish actually ju- just sent me this verse, and I kind of wanted to start with this verse first before anything else, just so we can have our mindset set on how much we should give. Right? Or how much we should... Well, let's go with gift, because in churches we talk about gift. So we're going to say right now gift. So I want to look at at verse 21. Uh, Matthew 19, verse 21. We're going to talk about how much we should give. Jesus answers really simple to the question. If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. So if we ever catch up, catch up and start stuttering in our faith about how much we should give for the kingdom of God, we don't need to look no further than that verse. If you want to really like, what? if I'm a Christian, what should I do? When he's saying like, sell everything. That's, that's our starting point. It's not the 10%, it's not the 20%, it's not the 5 it's not any of that. The starting point is sell everything. Give away and follow me. So that kind of takes, like, I wanted to kind of start, start this off with, with that verse so that we, we don't need to have the discussions of the percentages. Okay? Because we need to always understand that everything that we have was given to us by God. And we owe him everything back. Okay, so the holding the 10% and holding the 20% all that stuff. I just I just really wanted to get that out in front of us and go from there. Okay, we're good. We're on the same page. All right. You guys want to talk about 10%? No. Okay. Sandra, we're good? we're good. All right, cool. So I just I just really want to have, you want to add more to that? No. All right. So let's look into what what is the our Christian life looks like. Uh, let's look into Matthew six nineteen and twenty, and that's going to be our starting verse. Matthew six nineteen and twenty. Yeah. 
Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's it? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Any questions? <laughs> no. No, I think... You want to start? So one of the things in that verse we, we need to figure, figure out about store, storing our treasures on earth and storing our treasures in heaven. And we'll talk about treasures in heaven in a second, but let's talk about storing the treasures here on earth. Like it's, he speaks about them and a very important part of that. Do not store up yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. He's saying that the, the things that we can store on earth will go away. Uh, it's, it rusts, it disappears, it loses value, it, somebody can take it away, you got to pay the bank, you got to pay the bills, all the things that we hold on to, that they're going to go away. And that's, so trying to hold tight, like, um, I think there's a saying for it, tight-fisted, I don't know. Well, holding on to that, it's, it's very wasteful of your time if we keep on holding on to the money, to the treasures that here on earth that we can get. Right? So, so in that aspect of, of our life, when we're, when we're looking at planning, planning those things, trying to use money to gain more things here on earth, uh, the way he's saying is, it's pretty wasteful. Um, it's we, We've talked about it. We taught this. This is the first thing that we taught and our discipline was simplicity, right? Living our simple life. Doing the simple things. Uh, having the things that you need and not all the things that you want. Like, it, it's wonderful to have the blessings of of uh, other things for fun and all whatever else but uh, it's actually focusing on on the, the things that are important things that are needed and and the kind of moving to the next part of the verse is that using if we are going to have our treasure using our treasures to receive the treasures in heaven and again we're, we're going to go through we'll go through that uh, what those mean in a second right so going on from, uh, it skips a couple of verses, but verse 24 of the same section of Matthew chapter 6, it says, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And I know that we, you know, especially now with the prosperity gospel, so many churches are teaching like, oh, it's okay, and you can be wealthy and you know live your best life and all that but scripture is very black and white about this you cannot serve both god and money and money there is mammon with a capital m meaning the idol of mammon so this world everything in it is being destroyed it is all wasting away in the blink of an eye like this this earth everything in it is reserved to be destroyed by fire mm. the buildings the trees the land the careers, the businesses, it's all been reserved for judgment by fire. And so if you spend your time and your life and your energy building up a kingdom here, 
then you cannot say that you love God. It's, it's very, it's a hard, hard line. It is a hard, hard teaching. But it says where your treasure is, there your heart is also. So you cannot say that's like being married, but you're sleeping with someone on the side and saying, but I don't really love her. I love you. But you're spending your time and your energy and your passion on this other person. So you either love this world and the things of this world and you are spending your life, every breath that you have, you can only breathe because God breathed into you. No. So the way that you spend your breath is, is what you worship. So if you're spending your life building up your bank account and building up your portfolio and building up your, and I'm not saying, I know we all need to survive. Paul was a tent maker. Jesus was a carpenter. There's, we need to survive. But there's a difference between your orientation. Which way are you headed? Are you headed towards building an earthly kingdom? Or are you headed towards building treasure in heaven? There are only two ways. There is a fork in the road, and it's either one or the other. And that, again, it's a hard teaching, but it's straight out of Jesus' mouth, not, not ours. He says, no one can serve both. You either hate one and love the other, or you're devoted to one and despise the other. So if you love the Lord... It, there's a there's a verse I think it's in Peter let me find it but it says to have nothing to do with even the clothing that's been you know where that one is Sorry. defiled by the well, I'll find it just okay. you can find oh um we'll kind of jump into it and the, the whole thing is that yes you can have great career you can have good savings and everything else but what's the purpose of it is the purpose to make your life better or is the purpose is for the kingdom of god right as christians the things that we have the things that we own the things that we aspire for should be for kingdom of god and you know sometimes people get funny with it let me, i want to win a million dollars so that way i can give a hundred bucks to the needy or do you want to win a win a million dollars so I can give a million dollars to the needy. You know, it's one of those things. Um, like, is do the job... you want blessing to be... You want to be blessed to be a blessing. Exactly. Do you want it for yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and sometimes pe people like, I'll, I'll, I'll give the 10%. You know, I'll give the 10%. If God blesses me with this, I'm going to give the 10%. I'm going to give the 5% or anything like that. Or, um, you know, it's... it's, it's what, what I'm picturing right now, and hopefully you guys can connect with, with me, is... Did, did you guys all watch Sandler's List? I know it's an old, old movie. I couldn't get through the whole thing. It was so hard. Did you see the ending? No. Okay. At the end of Sandler's List, you know, he used... He was a rich person, and he used all his money, all his wealth to buy out the Jewish people. Hmm. So they could work at his company... But he's actually was just trying to save them not to go to the concentration camps. Yeah. So at the end, he's standing there and there's all these people that he has bought from the concentration camps as workers because he said he needed workers. And then he's sitting there and he was looking around and he was like, he looked at his watch. He's like, this watch could have bought two more. And then he looked down and he had a golden pin and he's like, this could have been another family. And then that, that was his heart. And I remember watching it just break, absolutely breaks your heart. And then that's kind of one of those things that we need to look at, at the blessings that God has given us. That like, what can I be doing 
with God, what God has blessed us, blessed me with, with what I have. The gift that I have, the treasure that I have, the house that I have, the car that I have, the motorcycle that I have. What can I do with those things that God has blessed me with that I can give God back? Not that, you know, I can have a better status, I can have a better car or whatever, that I can look better or I can... How can I use this for God? It's like we talked about redeeming time. Like during whatever time we have in the classroom, the conversation, in the car, right? We try to redeem it for the kingdom. Same thing with, with our treasure. How can we redeem it for the Lord? Again, it's okay to have a great career. It's okay to have the money. But are you using it for God's kingdom? As Christians, that's got to be our mindset. It says we're going to serve money or we're going to serve God. And, and it's funny that in my uh, money is capitalized. Right. It's yeah. probably actually an idol at that, at that time, right? I don't know. Um, so it's just, it's just, are we, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I made a point. Did so the verse, it? yeah, the verse that I found was from <laughs> Jude, oh. which is why I, was, I knew it was one of these little books. Um, Jude 22 and 23, it says, Be merciful to those who doubt, snatch others from the fire and save them. To others show mercy mixed with fear hating even the clothing stained by the corrupted flesh. And this doesn't have to necessarily do with, I with, with that treasure. <laughs> but what it what it's describing is is that, you know, we God originally created this world. And so there's a lot of fingerprint of God's goodness. We still see remnants even in the fallenness. You know, there's the beautiful day today with the sunrise, you know, the the weather is gorgeous. You go on a trip, you see the ocean. There's so many things that we still see God. But this is an illusion. And the reality is, is if we spend our time and our energy building up it, this illusion, then we are dishonoring God. We are supposed to hate, it says here, even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. We have to live, even though it's been 2,000 years and Jesus said he was coming soon, he could come in the twinkling of an eye, he can come right now. And, and we're supposed to redeem that time, meaning every moment, every second, every breath, everything that we're doing is, is to try to help people understand that they stand condemned and that by the love and the grace of Christ, they have a chance. But if we're spending our time on these other things, we're wasting the time that God has given us and we're, we're falling under the lie and the illusion. This world is ruled by an enemy of darkness. That is just the reality. And so when we think about our material possessions, the home that we have, the car that we have, our clothing, all of that, we have to see these things. Okay, fine, we live in this world, but they're not things for us to accumulate and keep. God says, use these things to advance the kingdom. Mm -hmm. yeah. Use these things to snatch others from fire because that's what we were, right? We were reserved for fire ourselves. All of this is reserved for fire and judgment. And, and God chose us and snatched us for whatever reason. And so now we are supposed to go and do likewise. Not to like, you know, there's people who think it's funny and they're like, oh, cool. Like if when I go to hell, it's going to be like a rock party. I'm just going to like kick up my feet and have a cold beer. Like, no, that's not, that's not, mm. that's not where this is going. And, and the world that we live in right now, what we're not understanding is that this world is reserved for fire and judgment. And we're getting comfortable here. Mm. Yeah. We're kicking up our feet and, and, and we think that we're in paradise, but we're not. One day the veil will be lifted and we're going to see how, 
how fallen and dark and evil this world really is. Yeah. And, and what will stand? It's all going to be put through the fire. Did you build with stones, costly stones, where you invested your life into what God has called you to do? Or did you give him your cheap stuff, like an hour on a Sunday, wow. and then you didn't think about him the other six days out of the week? You know, and, and that's what's going to be tested and what will stand. So Jesus says, don't store up your treasures here. Store up treasures in heaven. So that's the, the downside. But now we really want to take the bulk of this time to focus on not the hellfire and brimstone, but the building up treasures in heaven. Because the fact that we're in this room, we have made a declaration of faith. And so we believe that we are saved and we stand under grace. And when we stand before the judgment throne of Christ, we should not fear. We're, our, our eternal resting place is not on the line. But when we stand before the Lord, he says that you will have reward in heaven. We, we talked about this back in July, that, that salvation is, if it was just about salvation, which is enough, his grace is sufficient, then the moment we're saved, he would have just raptured us up. But he has good works for us to do. There are things that we're supposed to be treasures that we should be earning, things that we should be doing on this earth that will yield us a heavenly reward. There is nothing wrong with ambition. You want to build a big kingdom? Great. But build it up in heaven. And even if that means that you're, you're broke as a joke here on earth. But then when, I would rather have an amazing kingdom, right, for eternity than to what, live another maybe 20, 30 years and have a four-bedroom, three-bathroom house that I can't keep clean anyway. Like, I would rather have, you know, our, our humble little two-bedroom ranch that's a mess and just call it what it is. And, and then when I stand before the Lord, he's like, welcome into, you know, the, the kingdom, and everything I have is yours. Like, what, what is your, it, again, there's nothing wrong with the ambition, but it's what are you pursuing? Use that fire, use that ambition to build up the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And, an er, and, and a, not an earthly kingdom, but a heavenly kingdom. So we looked up some texts that talk about what are some of the things that we can, quote unquote, earn as a heavenly reward. So the first one I already kind of mentioned is that we, we are building ourselves a structure, a dwelling place in heaven, whether you know it or not. That's why Jesus says there's the wise and foolish builders. So you may get to heaven and find that all you gave was some straw and it burned up and you're homeless in heaven. But I mean, I'd rather be homeless in heaven than have a mansion here on earth. And right, yeah. that, that you said earlier that what good is it if you gain the whole world, but you forfeit your soul, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess being homeless in heaven is better than than not being in heaven, right? But we want to shoot a little bit higher than that. Just a little bit. Yeah, we talked we talked about how people they'll get into heaven but it'll still smell like fire. Yeah. Snatched from the flames. Snatched yeah. from the flame. Like man, you were really close. <laughs> you made it just very And it is, it is definitely not you the, got some sin that's definitely not here. the goal to be like whew. You know, that's the, that's definitely not the goal that that we're looking for. Like you're, you're missing an eyebrow there. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to make it in like that. <laughs> so we had some texts that talk about uh b- beyond the what we what we're building, a dwelling place, uh the the crowns that we can earn. And I know that sounds funny because again, I've not heard anyone really talk about this. But we're going to bring you straight to the scriptures and let the scriptures speak for themselves. Yeah. So the first one is 1 Corinthians 9:25 through 27. So there are 
There's five. How about we all pick a verse and we'll just read it? Yeah. So, Mishka, you get First Corinthians 9.25. I'll take First Thessalonians. Uh, Christina, can you do Second Timothy 4.8? Uh, Jose, Revelation 2.10. Sandra, First Peter 5.4. Amy Joe, just chill and relax. Sorry, we ran out of verses. You you can put your finger in Philippians one three. How about that? Because we're gonna close with that one. She left. <laughs> She's like, out. no, that's it. I'm gonna out of here. No, I just my Bible is packed away somewhere, so I have to use the Bible on my phone. So I'm <gasps> switching over to my Bible. I think I think it's I think it's in my garage. It's in one of those boxes. So. <laughs> All right, so while everyone's looking theirs up, I'll just read the first one. And again, we don't have to get really in-depth with it, but 1 Corinthians 9, 25-27. It says, Everyone who competes goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do, um, we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly, like one beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave, so after I have preached to others, I will not be disqualified for the prize. So the first crown that's spoken of here is the victor's crown, that if we endure to the end, we receive the crown of a victor, of someone who crosses the finish line, right, first place. So that's the first one, is that we would get a crown of victory. Yeah, so that's more of like those who... You made it. Discipline. (laughs) You discipline, you you ran the race, that's, that's the first crown. The next one is first... Thessalonians. <laughs> I think this Close is the, enough. The, 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 the. I think this should be like to be a pastor, able to say this word. <laughs> so First Thessalonians two nineteen says, uh, "For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when He comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy." So that's a, uh, the next one is a crown of rejoicing. Is we rejoice in those who we evangelize and we rejoice in those who we bring to Christ. Wow. So that's the crown of rejoicing. So it's it's the thing of literally co- coming into heaven and seeing those that you have ministered, you, you, those who you prayed for, those who you might have never spoken to, but they heard you, they, they saw you, and you influenced them enough to be saved. And that's one of our crowns. Is a crown of rejoicing. Mm-hmm. All right, the next one is Second Timothy four eight, the crown of righteousness. Go ahead. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous Judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved His appearing. Yeah. So the next one, this this crown of righteousness, is for those who are heaven minded, those who are just like, the whole the whole time as believers, we're like, man, I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait. This, we, this, is, this is nice, but I can't wait. It's that heaven-minded that, that we, we desired to be in heaven. It's not one of those, like, it's, uh, we'll, we'll get there. You know, let me do my life here. Let me do me here. It's to live as Christ, but to die as gain. Yeah, absolutely. That Having attitude. that mindset. Absolutely. Not the, like, oh, but I just want one more. It's like, there's some people who are... But honeymoon. Like, no, I'm ready. Like, but right grandkids. Now, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I have a brother who said when he started 
became, became a Christian, he, he was like, Lord, just let me see my grandkids and my great-grandkids before I go. So now he has 18 grandkids and one great-grandkid. So I'm like, bro, I'm praying for you because you're about to go. <laughs> Your prayer has been answered. He has five. Over and abundantly. He has five kids, 18 grandkids, and one great grandkid. Mm-hmm. I think I had a second one, actually. No, this is, this is it. Oh, this is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he had this, like, I don't want to go to you till you do this for me. You know what I mean? So, and it's awesome. I, I love it. It's the tribe of Benjamin. But, but it also, like, or take me now. Right. And some people have, again, we're, the goal would be to, to store up as many crowns as we can. And I, we heard that old, you may want to share that about the, that you get the crowns just so that you could. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. That, that was the coolest thing. Uh, Dwayne Grider, one of my, uh, one of the biker, he, he shared this amazing thing that it just blessed my heart. He's like, I'm the reason I preach, the reason I'm a chaplain is that way I can get the biggest crown in heaven. And then I laid down before the Lord. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you got me. Because he started talking about it. He's like, every time I save a soul, I have a nice... He, like, talked it up. He's like, yeah, I get a so gem. Get an and then this and one. He's that. like, He's like I'm going to show up with the biggest thing. He's like, so I can lay it down before the Lord. And I was that like... Was his- Closing. I was like, Leave. so you're hearing him preach, and you're thinking like, wow, this is this is kind of like shallow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> trying to store up like a like a this fancy well, like oh, what are you gonna do with that crown? Like, and then at the end, yeah, he he just said so that I could lay it at, at Jesus' feet to give him something back of value and worth. I was like, we're like, yeah, we're done. We're done. done. We're done. done. <laughs> you got me. All right, so All the right. next one, Revelation. Who's got Revelation 2.10? This is, the, this is a crown of life. This is the hard one. Go ahead. Do not fear what you're about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and for ten days you'll have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Mm-hmm. So, the crown of suffering and perseverance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like... Check. I think I got that one. <laughs> I got no. That one. <laughs> no, no, I know someone who has. <laughs> yeah. It's not me. <laughs> no, but in return, you will be given the crown of life. Okay. And I like to just imagine what all of these different crowns would look like. Um, they're probably going to be more beautiful than anything we've ever seen on earth. You know, people, mm. people, she's really into you. <laughs> yeah, our dog. All right, and then the last one is First Peter five four. Mm-hmm. Who's got First Peter five four? I have that one. Um, it says, "Then when Christ, the Chief Shepherd, returns, you will be given a crown that will never lose its glory." Oof. So this is a crown of glory, and uh, one of the things I talked about it's because he it talks about he's the Chief Shepherd, right? It said. It's a chief shepherd. So this is a crown of, of leadership. This is for those who 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 led the way, those who led the people the, of the, the church, the, of the body of Christ, the, the pastors, the deacons, the Sunday Sunday school teachers, the the evangelists, the intercessors, the worshipers, the all those who did not just kind of checked in, checked the box on Sunday, but those who committed, those who worked hard for the body who took care of the body so that that's the crown of glory 
So there's some other things that are here in Revelation that I just want to run through, which are also promised to those of us who, who instead of building up kingdom on this world, that we dedicate ourselves to building up the body of Christ and to, to building up the kingdom of God. He says uh, in Revelation 2, verse 7, he says, To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Another promise is that to the one who overcomes, they will not be hurt at all by the second death. Now, some of these are interesting because we're like, wait, what? What is happening up ahead here? And we may not understand what these are, but these are promises. Mm -hmm. So then another one is to, to the one who overcomes and does my will to the end, I will give authority over nations. They will rule with an iron scepter and dash them to pieces like pottery. Just as I have received authority from my father, I will give him the morning star. Don't know what that is, but that sounds pretty cool. I, don't know, I want a morning star. <laughs> I want a morning star. It's like a ninja uh, star. For those who have not soiled their clothes, they will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out their name from the book of life, but will acknowledge their name before my Father and his angels. Mm. Another one is, uh, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. To him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down from heaven. I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And then there's uh, one more. It says, to the one who overcomes, well, I'll read this whole part. It says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sat down with the Father on his throne. And then there's one last one, so that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I saved the best one, my favorite one for last. It says, to the one who overcomes, oh, well, there's actually two. I will give some of the hidden manna. Not sure what that is, but that also sounds yes. amazing. I And then the last one is, I will give him a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to him who receives it. So after all that good race and that hard fight, Jesus may just give you your own rock. <laughs> with your name on it. With your name on it. <laughs> but it's a, but it's a it's No, a I'm sure it's name. incredible. I'm sure it just sounds funny <laughs> to say. You're like, I have arrived in paradise. Here is your rock. You get a pebble. You get a pebble. Is it it the otters that are really into the world? Yes. Yes, they're so cute. They have their own special rock that they keep in their pocket. Look, God has a sense of humor. Yes. See these otters, they get it. But they, it does have a name on it. You get you get a new name, which is not. That's honor. amazing. Yeah. Amen. So so focusing, as we per, as we do the first part. Not focusing on the treasures on earth. Those are the treasures in heaven that we really look for. But those are the treasures in heaven that will not rust, that the moth will not get. It will not be stolen from us. Mm-hmm. And we we use this earthly treasure that we have to invest to the treasures in heaven. And again, just going back to the original point, it doesn't mean that you have to literally give everything away and kill yourself with your time and your talent and your treasure, um, you know, for a ministry or the church or for trying to save. Only Jesus can save the world, not you. But it also means that we don't hoard things up for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are to share everything that we have 
we share it in order to build up the church and to build up the kingdom of God. And as we do, Jesus affirms and says, if, if we are those good and faithful servants, right, that are good stewards with what he has entrusted to us here and now, our homes, our cars, our physical selves, our spouses, our children, whatever blessings that we have, if we share them and don't hold them to ourselves um, and we bless others because we've been blessed, then God promises that we will receive a rich reward in heaven. Yeah. And to, to just kind of, again, summarize, because last time we, we kind of walked away from it, I, I want to focus on the Philippians 1, 3 through 6. Uh, Amy Jo, if you can read it nice and loud. Okay, Philippians 3, 1 through 6. No, Philippians, Philippians 1, 1, 3 through 6. Oh, 1, 3 through 6. Got it. Okay. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now and i am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of jesus christ amen so going back to the topic of of the of uh, of our teaching is the whole sharing sharing of the treasures we want to be at a place that we're not giving our treasures to the church or to to whatever else just to give. We want to be at a place of sharing, just like when we talked about that that kid and the, when they Jesus fed the five thousand, he was part of that sharing, right? Got to share in the miracle. He got to share in that miracle when we came together. When we when we tithe to this church, we get to share with the blessings that come with it as we as we send money to Ukraine, as we uh, do something for a Lydia home, as we bless one another, as we bless this church with, with things that that is needed. We get to be part of that. It's not like here give, here's my money, just leave me alone. We want to be at a place of here's here's the treasure, here's the money, here's the time the the whatever else let's be part of it together you know and sometimes in, in with our gifts money could be the only thing but i can still be around to be part of it right it's uh, th- that's that's the cool part and understanding that understanding that that when you give when, when you share your treasures and let's talk about financially when you share the treasure to the church you become a partner of it this is not the pastors gave money to ukraine the pastors gave money to lydia the pastors gave money to whoever and whatever no we as a church as a body we all were blessed to give and through that blessing we we give we give to others we all work for the gospel we do that together that's sharing you know and that i think when we have that mindset it becomes different because we we want to think of it as just there's just you know it's 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 the pastors that are doing this or it's the board or it's the whatever whatever it is but it's us all of us all those who are giving in their treasure that we get to share in those blessings 
Okay. So, but really, I really want you guys. So, when you guys are thinking about how much you should give or when to give or anything, remember it's you're you're not just giving just to give because you have to. You're giving because you want you want to share in the blessing of it because it's not it's not given by our names. It's given by this body of Christ. Hmm. And and that, and that's and that's it. Like when we go out, it's. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a sharing aspect of it. It's I, to me to me it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. To me it's it's wonderful. We partner with one another. You know if if uh, if uh, if Christina is gonna go and do do worship play play worship somewhere, and we can 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 come behind her and say, hey, how can we help you? Maybe we can pay for Uber or we can get you a new something like we as a body help you to bless others mm-hmm. that's sharing with you you know I go out and do some kind of motorcycle event yeah. and, and you guys help out you guys yeah. are sharing with that you're not a biker but you get to share that you know it's 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 those those cool things that we share get to share these blessings with others we get to share proclaim the gospel with others we get to share to bring glory and honor to God as a body of Christ, not because, well, only Christina is singing and only Pastor Trish is preaching or, you know, it's all of us yeah. are doing, doing this thing. And when we have that mindset, I feel like for me, it is easier to give. I've been to churches where like, hey, this is what we are doing together. We just fed. We just blessed. We like... It's like, oh yeah, I'm part of that, you know. Like that, that, that kind of gives me the heart when, when the heart is for the kingdom, right? You know, right. What's the verse? So this last thing, I actually had sent it earlier this week. It was from Second Timothy two. So this is a trustworthy saying: If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will disown us. If we are faithless. He will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. The The part I wanted to just focus on, though, is that if we endure, we will reign with him. Like right now, we are, we are servants, right? We are Christ's servants, but we are being adopted as children. And I think this picture of heaven is, oh, well, we'll be like the servant where we get to heaven and we just worship God for eternity. No, he, he's, he's trying to move us from servants to friends that we enter into the master's kingdom and we will reign with him. Yeah. He did not create us. He, he set us free from slavery so that we would reign with him. So, yes, we'll get crowns. Yes, we'll get an inheritance. And that's something to get excited about. And so we need to endure because the end of, you know, the end is really just the beginning of what Amen. we were originally crea- created and intended to do. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So just as we share, he shares with us all that he inherited from the Father. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope this teaching blessed you and brought you closer to God. Know you are loved and covered in prayer.